You're listening to Gruesome and Unnatural, a true crime podcast. Another episode of Gruesome and Unnatural. I'm Shelly. And I'm Eric, and this is episode 46. Yeah, hello, my gruesome addicts. I hope you guys had a wonderful weekend. And uh, I don't know, let's just get into it, right? I don't know. Let's just do it. All right, let's do it. Uh, Abraham Shakespeare was born April 24th, 1966 in Lakeland, Florida. Abraham grew up poor as his family didn't have much money. So by the time he was in sixth grade, he actually quit school in order to help his parents take care of his siblings. Abraham grew up not knowing how to read or write, so by the time he was like in his 40s, he was just kind of working part-time as a truck driver and part-time as like a cleanup guy in a barbershop. This barbershop belonged to Greg Smith. It was also located in Lakeland, Florida. One day on November 15, 2006, Abraham and his co-worker, Michael Ford, which I believe was like a co-worker from like his trucking job, they stopped at Town Star Gas Station, located at 7030 on Highway 27. Abraham decided to buy a couple lottery tickets, but at the last minute he decided he just wanted one more, right? So, But he was short like a dollar, so he went and asked Michael for a dollar. Sure enough, that last ticket he actually bought was a winning ticket, and he won $30 million. Oh, wow. Yeah. This was the largest jackpot in the country's history at the time, too, which is pretty crazy. So Greg, the barbershop owner that Abraham had worked for, I hadn't seen him in a couple of days. He's like, what, you know, like he just wasn't showing up to work. So he calls him, he asks him, like, are you going to come to work? And Abraham's like, actually, I just won the lottery. And Greg's like, shut the fuck up. Like, he thought he was joking with him. And he's like, no, dude, I really won the lottery. Abraham ended up getting a lump sum of $17 million instead of the yearly payments. With this money, he bought a new home worth $1.1 million and a gated community near Lakeland called Red Hawk, as well as like a bunch of new cars and stuff like that, you know. Although he spent a lot of money on himself, Abraham was very generous with his money, helping out anyone that he could. For instance, he gave his stepfather a million dollars, 250000 to his sisters, a million to his godfather. He loaned money to his cousins in order to, like for them to buy a home. He loaned out money to help like elderly people, people that didn't have like insurance to cover like funeral costs. You know, he's just very generous yeah. and very, you Did know. Did he pay the guy back that he borrowed the money to buy the lotto ticket? I'll get into that, actually. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yep. So Abraham even loans his old boss, Greg, this Greg Smith I was talking about, the barbershop. He loaned him $63,000, although Greg didn't really ask for it, but Abraham just, like, wanted to help him out. So, but then, like, Greg's like, well, let's write some stuff down on paper so that way it's, like, all legit and I'll pay back and stuff like that, you know. So, like you were kind of saying about Michael Ford, right? With the dollar and everything. Yeah. So he yeah. got the dollar from Michael Ford, but Michael Ford kind of was like, like that's part of like you won that shit off of my dollar pretty much you know yeah. so he actually sues abraham for like not like giving him any money or like sharing yeah he actually sues him and he actually claims that abraham went and stole the dollar out of his wallet oh man yeah and so like yeah so a jury takes a little over an hour came to the conclusion that abraham didn't steal the dollar and I believe he actually offered Michael money afterwards, but I think Michael never took the money. He never accepted it. So it was around this time that he met Santeria Butler and the two began dating. Soon after she became pregnant and they had a son, Jeremiah, but like her living with Abraham didn't really last too long. Uh, Cause like, I guess there was a lot of people always in the house and stuff like that. And she couldn't really stand that. There was I mean, obviously, girls trying to get his attention. She, you know, he had a lot of money, so it just really bothered her. So I think she ended up getting kind of like her own apartment. 
and you know, but they were like still like cordial with each other and you know, oh, sharing wow. custody and everything. So Abraham does come out and state that he wishes that he had his old life back. He just didn't want to deal with anybody like asking him for money and stuff like that. And he just kind of wanted his old life, you know, like he was tired of the whole money thing and people asking him and stuff like that. Even though he's very generous with it. Yeah. About 11 months, he became like, after he won the lottery, he became very stressed and overwhelmed. A woman by the name Doris Moore, she went by Dee Dee. She was explaining to him, she came up to him. She's like, hey, I really want to write a book about you, like from when you were a child to now winning the lottery and everything like that. And she also wanted to become like his financial advisor. Mm -hmm. Although the book never came out, Dee Dee was there just to help Abraham pretty much with his money because he had a lot of it. I mean, like I was saying, he didn't really have a good education growing up. He didn't really know how to handle all his money. So she's like, I'll help you. She also became like his debt collector in a way, obtaining and keeping tabs on whoever like owed Abraham money. Dee Dee already did have a job as a financial advisor at her company called American Medical Professionals, which was located out of Plant City, Florida, which is a little over 11 miles or 18 kilometers from Lakeland, Florida. So Dee Dee was seen with Abraham like all the time around town. And by the beginning of 2009, Dee Dee had transferred ownership of Abraham's home under her company's name, as well as like a bunch of his money and stuff like that. Slowly, she started buying more and more cars and eventually moved into Abraham's home. People started to realize, though, by November 2009 that nobody had actually seen Abraham in person since April of that same year. People recall getting texts from Abraham, but that was all. No calls. They didn't see him. Cedric, Abraham's cousin, reported him missing, even though some people speculated whether he was that whether he like went missing on purpose, you know, like he was saying, I'm tired of people asking money. I'm just tired of this I'm old life back. So they were thinking maybe he just went missing on purpose. Investigators started looking into the, his disappearance. They looked into Michael Ford, the man who sued him for the dollar, right? Like yeah, maybe, maybe there's the something dollar. there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he was cleared uh, as he was not even in Florida when he went missing. Cedric, the cousin who reported him missing, was looked into as he kept changing his story for some reason. Although it later came out that he was involved with like the law and stuff like that, but nothing. He wasn't involved at all. They totally cleared him. Centoria, his son's mother, recalls getting texts about Abraham. Like he would text her saying, "Hey, I'm going to leave you for another woman, and we're moving to Jamaica." So she was getting text messages from him like that, and he was like, "What the hell? Like we have a son together." Like, so Dee Dee told people that Abraham wanted to lay low. He just wanted to get away from everything. She also told Greg he was on vacation in Miami or in Texas, and then she told people that he was on a cruise. So she just kept telling different stories to everybody. Everyone thought that these texts were odd, too, because, like I had mentioned, he didn't really have an education, you know? So it's like he was texting all this, like, they're like, what? That just didn't seem like him at all. Yeah. So this is when Dee Dee actually turns to Greg, the barbershop owner that he worked for, that Abraham worked for. Uh, so she turned to him for help. She said that she wanted his mom to know that he was okay and that he, you know, he was fine. He was going to come back home. So she needed Greg to fake being Abraham to call his mom and tell him that he's okay. And he offers $300 to Greg to do this. And actually, Greg uh, agrees with it. Crazy. He's going to call Abraham's mom and be like, oh, I'm fine, you know, stuff like that. So Dee Dee takes his mother out to Cracker Barrel. And this is when the call from Abraham, quote unquote Abraham, comes in telling his mom that he's okay and that he'll be returning home soon. And But to her, she's like, this is not my son. Like, she knows already. It's not him. So Greg at this time was just thinking that Dee Dee maybe was like smothering him. And that's why Abraham was like, he didn't think anything was wrong with Abraham. He just thought maybe Dee Dee was like annoying him. So he's like, I just need to get the hell away from everything. Right. So this is when investigators look into Dee Dee, this new woman that showed up in his life. Right. 
They took her in for questioning for about three to four hours where Dee Dee cooperated, stating that Abraham wanted to be missing. Then Dee Dee goes on to mention a drug dealer by the name of Ronald and that he threatened Dee Dee and her son's life and that he was the one that actually killed him and put his body somewhere. So this this whole... So it's like changing left and right. And yeah, yeah. So investigators know that she, they feel like she's lying. Yeah, now, for right? sure. Yeah. And they tell Greg the truth of what may, might be going on. And he now agrees to help the police instead of Dee Dee without her knowing. Although being like wired was not going to happen because I guess one time he met up with her and she was like starting to like feel him like you're not wired right so he's like he's like I can't do that like I can't put a wire on so he comes up with this idea to like kind of like cut the top off of a Red Bull and he puts like a little speaker in there and then like kind of puts it on and then like uses it as like an ashtray kind of thing mm -hmm. so that way she wouldn't really think anything of it right she's a Red Bull but they needed to come up with like a bigger plan so he got he did, did get some like stuff out of her and stuff like that but she really didn't like admit to anything they wanted to get like so her idea was like oh well let's get a convicted felon that's going to spend like years and years and years and years in prison and have him uh admit that he killed abraham this is her new plan uh -huh. i don't know why she thought this was gonna be an amazing plan so investigators get an undercover cop to be this this you know man that's supposed to be going to jail forever uh -huh. and sitting in the car with greg this undercover cop and Dee, Dee and they tell, they, you know, the, uh, this undercover cop, he's like, I need you to tell me where the body is in order for me to make this real so that way, you know, I can be put in prison for it and stuff like that. And so um, she's like, well, I need to contact this Ronald guy, right? This drug dealer guy. She's like, I need to contact, I need to contact him first because he's the one that knows where the body is. And then he goes, hey, this undercover cop, you know, he's like, well, I need $50,000 like right now if I'm going to do this for you. And she's like, well, can we like do it in payments? I don't really have that right now. And he agrees because um, he wants this money to go to his family once he's like, you know, yeah, quote unquote, exactly. in prison. So this is when they finally get Dee Dee to go to this house in which I believe she had bought with Abraham's money because it wasn't Abraham's home. And she shows who she doesn't know is an undercover police officer shows where the body is under like this concrete slab in the backyard of this house. Oh, shit. January 28th, 2010, investigators begin to search for Abraham, but nothing came about. But the next day on the 29th, they located the remains of Abraham Shakespeare. Didi had recorded a video actually on April 6, 2009, talking about his house and how he was going to leave it and stuff like that. I mean, and then here's like a little clip of that right here. You get tired of people asking you for money all the time, Abe? Give me your opinion on it. I've been tired a year ago. So where do you want to go to? It don't matter to me. I'm not a picky person. Are you going to miss your home? Yep, I miss it, but life goes on. But yeah, it's just kind of weird that like she just kind of is like like here like you're leaving your house everybody i'm showing everybody that you want to leave it's you're missing on purpose right but the crazy thing is um also in that video the same clothes he's wearing he was found and like all of that was found where his remains were the same exact clothes oh, shit. yeah it's trippy i'll obviously post pictures of that february 2nd 2010 dd comes across the media while driving and she stops to talk to them i'm gonna play a little clip of that too here it is Abraham went and had a very, a life of drama, um, a, a very hard life of drama because of the money. The money was like a curse to him, and now it's become a curse to me. So that was that clip. Yeah, she, she sounds so fake. She's trying to cry. There's no tears. It's like, she just looks guilty sure. in my opinion. So, yeah, immediately after that, she actually was arrested, and she was taken in for questioning, and here's a small clip of that, too. Obviously, I've only been involved with the information entailing this whole thing for right at five days now, okay? 
I don't have 10 months of knowledge like Detective Wallace and Detective Clark. Okay, when you're talking about two agencies involved with each other, we have unlimited resources. We can find out and accomplish anything we want to do as a collective agency together. Okay? Now, I rely on them because this pretty much has been their investigation. Well, I have lied to them because I've been scared of this man and they don't believe me. I asked for protection. Okay. They kept asking me. They knew I was keeping something from them. They knew I had kept hiding something. I'm not telling them everything because I am really scared. They don't believe me. I ask if they can give me protection and I tell them. After last night, I didn't care. Okay. Once I found out that he really died, I didn't care. I'd rather be dead myself. I don't care. I want him in jail. All right. Time out. Time out. This man that you're supposedly scared of, who are we referring to? A guy's name's Ronald, and Ronald exists. He even threatened. He, I, James Shakespeare, I talked to him. He threatened him, because James called me, because he got a threat from Ronald, too. He threatened him so bad that he went up to the Sheriff's Department and filed a false report to say the man was still alive. I don't care if you're fit, if my sister, my sister, somebody killed her, I would not go file a false report and say I'd talk to her if I didn't. That is my sister. I'd rather be dead myself. All right. Let, let me just preface it this way, all right, Ms. Moore? Uh -huh. um, like I said, this has been five days of me catching up to the information that these detectives of Polk have accumulated. Mm -hmm. And they're jammed up. They know their business. They know exactly what they're doing. And they pretty much well, know everything. Now, hang on. It. Hang on a minute, okay? Five days of catching up with this stuff. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of the interviews. Uh -huh. I saw your interview I from did. Monday night. Okay, and I'm going to sit here right from the start and let you know I'm not going to sit here and listen to more twists and turns. Okay, we're not going to go down different roads and paths because I don't need to right now. Hang on, hear me out. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to sit here and listen to you. Okay, and I want I want to hear from you, but I want to preface it by telling you I'm not going to be led down the wrong path. I'm not going to be led astray because. I'm not going to spin my wheels and waste my time, and I'm not going to waste Polk County's time because you know why? We don't need to. A lot of our questions have been answered now, and now it's time to lay everything out on the table and get to the bottom of it. Okay? And I have my opinion along with Detective Wallace, and we're pretty much on the same page. I know. He thinks I shot the man. He thinks I took a gun. Did you hear the part that he said we're on the same page? Uh-huh. Keep listening to them. Okay. Uh, we're on the same page. Okay, so let's just get that clear. Okay. All right? Like so you I said, think I shot the man, too. I'm not telling you what I think right now because I don't lay out my cards like that. Okay. I'm willing to listen to you to a point. Okay, but when I'm done listening to some more charades, we're going to cut it off right there. Okay. All right? Let's not waste our time anymore. Let's not waste his time. Let's not waste my time. All right? Okay. Well, because as of right now, listen to me, as of right now, I have a homicide in my county, mm -hmm. and I have a body recovered, obviously, mm -hmm. and I have a pretty good idea of what happened. Now it's time to lay it out, right now. I did not kill that man. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't then do that gun. I told him that is true. James, <clears throat> James Shakespeare got 
Ronald comes and seen him and scared him so bad that he went, is that true? Did he file a false report? Did he say that he seen Abraham? He never went up to the sheriff's department. There's been no report from anybody that he was alive. None. None. So he lied to me. So yeah, she was arrested for first-degree murder of Abraham at this time. He was found shot twice in the chest with a 38 caliber pistol, which belonged to her, to Dee Dee. Dee Dee had taken him to this house and actually shot him and then buried him in the backyard. And then she lied about this. Ro- there was no Ronald. Yeah. This Ronald dude didn't even exist. She made the whole fucking thing up. And she, But the thing is, she keeps continuously talking about this Ronald guy. It's crazy. They did find um, a positive match to the blood to Abraham to one of the bedrooms. There was like blood in there and they found, you know, it was a match. December 10th, 2012, Dee Dee Moore was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. And after many failed attempts at parole, she still blames this whole thing on Ronald, like I'm saying. Like, and she maintains that she's innocent. And uh, yeah, that's the, the murder of Abraham Shakespeare. Dee Dee's just crazy. a fucking I mean, do psycho. wins a lotto and see what kind of people... It yeah. brings around, you know? Yeah. And it's like he grew up, you know, poor and then he finally wins his money and gets a beautiful house and all stuff. And then this fucking woman just, yeah, uses him and it's horrible. It's so, ugh. Interesting. So crazy. All these uh, podcasts we've done and like killings happen because of usually like love, jealousy, and money. Yeah. It's always right? like that, or you're just a crazy serial killer, and true. <laughs> the trifecta shit comes in, you know. Yeah. But whatever, yeah. I mean. No, it's true. It's, it's, that is it's, true. That sucks. Yeah. I also uh, read, crazy, um, I guess, I think he had a son prior to Jeremiah with that woman I had mentioned, uh-huh. um, but his mom actually won the lottery two off a of scratcher no after way. his death. I swear, yeah. Yeah. That's How crazy. crazy is What it? state is this in? This is Florida. Oh, man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the hell? What are the chances of that? It's fucking wild. Uh, so, I actually watched an episode of Web of Death on this episode. It's on Hulu, season one, episode one. I go check it out. Uh, or I would go check it out if I were you. I highly recommend it because there's so like so much more information and it's crazy because there's this woman that made this uh, web sleuth website and then all these people started joining it and there was another woman that joined in and they like helped with the investigation almost. And then one of the investigators hopped on this website and they were all talking about it and like they kind of helped with the whole thing. It's really wild. Crazy. It's so crazy. So yeah, check that out. But uh, yeah, thanks guys for listening and uh, we appreciate you guys. Until next week, yeah. stay safe and be aware. Right.